0: Well, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakuru, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of September 30th, 2022. I'm Yosuke, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And that's about it. Uh, Luna is actually... Well, I think she can talk, but she's actually doing her other horror film podcast called Destroy the Brain, so unfortunately she couldn't join us this week. But I think she'll be here next week. How have you been, and what you've been listening to as of late? I, I'm doing really
1: good. Uh, I'm still enjoying uh, a lot of the stuff that we've been kind of talking about lately. Uh, I'm still jo- enjoying uh, Not to by Star Prince. I'm just having a, a blast listening to that. Uh, Jung Kun Suk's album, Blooming, is still on my short list of things to listen to going back and listening to Sayonara Saraba by Bish has been an absolute blast and still enjoying smile by buddies. Uh, really enjoying that overall, uh, juvenile by blackberries, you know, uh, nothing too crazy, nothing new. Um, just kind of the stuff I've been talking about the past couple of weeks. I'm one of those, like, uh, I'm, I'm that person where it's like, I like to listen to the same stuff over a period of time. So I'm still listening to what I've been listening to for the past couple of weeks. Nothing too new to talk about. Um, but what have you been listening to, my good sir? How have you been doing?
0: But yeah, for me, I actually was listening to a whole hodgepodge of things. So I was listening to Effect's latest single call, or... Pool's latest single called Effects. So that's actually really, really good. I've been meaning to talk about Pool's for a while now, and I think that. Well, not you specifically, Gray, but I think Luna would actually like them a whole lot more. But. But. I was also listening to Yee's uh, Hamidate album, and specifically the track Look Around, Look Around is actually probably the crown jewel of that release. So. It just released this past week. So I'm kind of looking forward to kind of diving in to it just a tad bit more here. I was also listening to Soulflex's Beat Tape album once again. I've been kind of going back and I kind of really like Spinach and Cypher. It's more of a instrumental beat. And actually, I, I found myself kind of just going back to them. And I kind of picked those two releases specifically because of the fact that it's just such a instrumental drive to just kind of relax to it's like we were saying last week about the lounge music stuff this would be really perfect to just kind of just kind of kick back with the book specifically
1: that 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 would be interesting to check out because uh yeah you know that's i i I love lounge music i love the the style and the the this the atmosphere of lounge music so by the way, uh, I'm always willing to check that
0: out. Speaking of lounge music, did you listen to Avocado Boys? <laughs> I I did I did last last week. Uh, yeah, uh, th- they were good. I like
1: them. I didn't add anything yet, uh, but I did so like did, them. So overall. you didn't like you didn't like them.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, I didn't love them. There's plenty of stuff we talk that we talk about that I like that I do not add. Uh, but uh, I, I I've, I'm still. Uh, I still need to go back and listen to them because like I wasn't in the right atmosphere to really appreciate them, so Mm-mm. I'm trust me, I'm going back to I'm gonna go back and listen to some some avocado boys. I'm not just writing them off, but um, like I said, I checked them out a little bit and I thought they were very interesting. Mm. I just uh, need to listen to them a little bit more and stuff, and hopefully I'll find something that I really love and I can add it to it. 'cause uh, mm-hmm. i'm i'm always looking for i'm like i'm always trying to push my boundaries try to push the stuff that i like and listen to i'm trying i'm always trying to grow as a person uh, i don't want to be stuck uh in my ways uh it's uh one of the things i'm i'm actually terrified of is just, like being that old man stuck in his ways uh that being said i am stuck in my ways in some areas but 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 i you know like i said i'm, I'm always trying to push myself uh so i'm not So it's, you know,
0: besides that, I I I was also, you know, listening to Ikiteru Hearts' latest release of Endless Evolution. Their song Complex Image is absolutely fantastic. I would highly recommend it. And it was the best idol song I listened to all week this week. putting shame to everything else that came out. I was also listening to Polkadot Stingray, Odoru Yoni's album again. I was listening to Surf specifically, was actually loving that all so much. Also, Glim Spanky's uh, To The Late Show into their time haul, I kind of went back to them. So there was a couple things that I've actually really missed from going back. And finally, I was listening to Edie's latest single called Shimi. Which is absolutely fantastic. is very ED like. So I'm pretty sure that it would be very difficult <laughs> for you.
1: <laughs> Probably.
0: I, I imagine that, that might be a little difficult for my taste. Yeah. But regardless, you know, let's go into this week's music corner here. And this week I had the lovely chance to introduce an album or an artist here. And that goes by the name of Meet 'em. And she is a singer slash songwriter from Fukuoka that who got her industry, who got her start in the industry back in 2020. And, you know, we're starting to kind of see this a little bit more and more where Aimion is going to be the front head of you know the late heisei early reiwa of singer songwriter and you know with the girl with the guitar stuff and we're starting to see that evident a little bit more and specifically with you know you know like other solo artists of this era her similarity with the girl to the girl Guitar appeal of Imin is very very apparent. She has very unique vocal styles, and she has that fairly cute but soft idol-like appeal with her vocal. But it's one of the ways that I think Imin really just stands out from the pack here because of her vocals, and you know the absolute simplistic way she kind of goes on for her cut compositions is one of the major things i actually really do love about her whether it be the guitar acoustic guitar led tracks such as even for me in the summer low flying and oboreru to the more smoky side of her vocals with the more modern pop rock style compositions of Ward tiny and ducky you know she can really mold her way into any style, which is really, really important. And I think Aimeon does very, very well. And we're going to start seeing girls like her and, and Aimeon, or Meetum and Aimeon specifically, kind of pop up here now. But overall, what did you think about Meetum here, Gray? Because I know... I mean, we, we enjoy Aimeon's work, but you're not really a, a number one fan, so to speak.
1: <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I do I do like her her music, but for me, Aimeon, it's uh, very much a song-by-song song cases, I think is a good way to put it. Like, sometimes she'll put out a release and I'll really like it, and then sometimes she'll put out a release, and I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's okay, but I personally don't love it, so I'm just gonna, you know, go about my business, and, you, you know, uh, I... I'm yon is one of those people that I'm always looking forward to see what she has next because she's a very interesting player in the Japanese music industry even if I don't absolutely love every track that she releases so uh, for our music corner now I, I you had to you had to coach me through this Miraron <laughs> uh, is that is that
0: right? yeah i mean that's as close okay. as you're gonna get into it probably yeah yeah i mean you were uh, calling I'm, her I'm so miriam to, up until five minutes before we started so
1: <laughs> i i mean if if she wasn't a japanese singer i would i would call her miriam because that's how i mean to me that that's how i would pronounce it but uh i do want to be faithful to the so uh miram uh, I wound up really liking. I she she does do the girl with the guitar style a bit. Um, I really like her vocals. I, you know, her early music. I felt like you know she was still trying to figure it out a bit. But her latest releases, I think she's got it pretty much nailed down. And she had, she does some really good vocal work in some of her tracks. Now I really liked her latest release, which is even for me in the summer. I, that was a very enjoyable track uh i really wound up digging her ducky album which also came out this year she's been really busy so uh her ducky album she had warm shine which was really good uh ducky was fantastic and uh, one of the things that i really noticed about miram is uh she really plays around with music composition a bit uh there was one track i really wish i knew maybe ken maybe you you know but there was one track, I, I know for a fact I heard a, like a sitar in the background. I thought that was really cool because you typically don't hear a sitar in a Western-ish style folk music. But I, I really felt like it sounded great and it really mixed up what you typically what you typically hear in, in music like this. So I wound up really enjoying this and just listening to her interesting takes on composition was really interesting. Like I said, I really wish I could remember the exact song that I heard that sitar in. I, I wasn't at a spot where I could look at my phone to, to nail the song, unfortunately, uh, cause I wanted to have the specific track to, to tell you guys, but, it was on her first album, I do know that, which was Hokaze. So, uh, I like I said, I wound up really liking her overall, and I felt like she was a delight to listen to. And I, I really enjoyed my time with her, and so uh, I'm, I'm glad you picked her, Ken.
0: Yeah, overall, I'm glad that you kind of liked her, and I was hesitant to of choosing her specifically because I knew how you felt about i <laughs> So...
1: Yeah. uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but, uh,
0: because every single, every single person that we've done that has a specific acoustic guitar with them, you, you have not really enjoyed all too much. Yeah. But
1: I think Miram shakes it up a bit more than some of the other people that we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, to, to me personally I, I can't speak to everyone else but for
0: me I felt well, like I she mean, was distinct <laughs> everyone else kind of evolved with the times also it didn't yeah. really help that when when certain artists was chosen either it be you or Luna they literally just came out with a release so or, and it was fairly young in their both of their careers that's true so and so, if we go back yeah. and look at it now I mean they they're career has really changed over the years on both picks that you guys have chosen so
1: yeah because i do know that style is is popular and uh, i think you you know when we when you notice like a trend uh sometimes it's kind of cool to go and try to see you know who else is playing in that space to get an idea for like what the competition is and how that space is shaking out so uh yeah i and uh i do like the uh like i said i do, like I, said, I do like Aimeon. i i'm not i'm not anti i by any means like she does have some songs i really enjoy but yeah it's just like i said i i, I don't know if i'd go to a i'm concert like that, that seems a little much for me <laughs> but uh like i said she does have like a couple of tracks that i like and and uh the girl with the guitar style i Like I said, there are tracks that I do like in that style. It's finding the right artist, finding the right approach. And uh, like I said, Miram really stood out to me uh, as it was doing something a little different. Uh, Like I didn't feel like I was listening to, oh, there's like 40 other girls that are doing this. And, And I really felt like she stood out in a good way. Uh, and that that really helped me like her a lot more, uh, but uh, I, I, I guess I can only speak for me. But yeah, I I did. I wound up really liking her a lot.
0: Yeah. Overall, Mina has released two albums, which we have talked about throughout our conversation here. Six digital singles and two EPs, and a couple of them are in Korean, so it's a very interesting releases, regardless. But you can check her out on our. On our website for her official website and Twitter and Instagram, along with the music video for the track, Even For Me in the Summer, on our side as well. But yeah, I'm glad that overall that you like them, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Miram has released later on. Granted, she just released a, an album just this past week, so you know, I don't think she'll be at the bit, so to speak, releasing another album when we do a, yeah. a roundup, so. True, but
1: I could see her easily dropping one more single or two because she does seem to stay pretty busy and have a good release schedule. So mm. I could easily see her dropping at least one or two more singles. Uh, to, so it would be really cool to see what she does with her, her follow-up from uh, even even for me in the summer. Uh, like That'll be a f- cool to see what she does next.
0: Yeah. But yeah. With that, let's continue on to the Oricon here, and oh boy. Do we have to? I I, mean, I know there wouldn't be much of a show, but man, was it a week. I mean, it's getting to that point where us doing only the monthly Oricon seems like a much more sweeter idea at this point, because unfortunately, a lot of these tracks did not hit. Like, in, in either in one way or another for either of us, or both of us, you know, one way or another these tracks did not hit for us but regardless you know we're here every week so but with that let's continue on to number 10 here it is door by ft island now i'm pretty sure this is your first real introduction to ft island here gray I, I'm pretty yes. sure you've heard it in passing between conversations between me and correct. Luna, but I don't think you've actually listened to a release by them. Correct. You you are. Yeah, you are correct. Uh, FT Island is a group that
1: I'm familiar with. I've seen the name a few times. Uh, I've heard you and Luna talking about them and I've seen them crop up on Natalie and various sites. So I am familiar with FT, FT Island from like a, peripheral aspect. This was the first time I ever got to really dig into them. And I guess I should go ahead and tell you what I thought of the release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, this was fantastic. Uh, this was my favorite release that we're going to talk about throughout the rest of the series of the Oricon this week. I loved door. I thought this was fantastic. I thought this whole release was great. I, I, absolutely loved every second of it so it's door scarlet in the room all three tracks are amazing i love the the vocal work done in them i just absolutely had a blast with this uh it was just a ton of fun and i felt like these guys nailed it and it kind of I always feel like it's bittersweet when number 10 is like the best song that we're going to talk about all week or the best release that we're going to talk about. Uh, Yeah. It just, it sours me a bit, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, This release by F.T. Island was amazing. And I, the
0: thing is, so before we kind of go on to here, because I'm pretty sure you, you obviously, because you didn't really know who they are upon listening to them. What did you initially thought they were going to be? Uh,
1: uh, going off of the, so I thought they were a Japanese boy group because it's a Japanese podcast, uh, and you, you, <laughs> I see three Asian boys stand, uh, you know, sitting in front of a bunch of doors for their uh, album cover. So I, I thought it was just going to be like a, a typical boy group was kind of my thing, and when I was listening to it, I was like, ooh, this is a really good boy group. Uh, it wasn't with a name like Door, I I, don't, I wasn't expecting Pop and Lock. I was expecting something a little deeper, something a little bit more soulful, I guess. Uh, so kind of to some extent it lived up to kind of what I was expecting, just going off of like the initial image that I saw, and, and everything. But I will say with a name like FT Island, I, I
0: thought it'd be a lot more pop and lock. So well, that so that I, would, I would be a uh, and excuse my language, F and la here because immediately you should have saw that it said K-pop on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was
1: K-pop till uh, until I was listening in the room and I was like, man, these guys are fantastic. Let me let me uh, go to their artist page on Apple Music to see what else they have, and then I saw the giant cape. K- k-pop genre thing on it i was like and and, and, and you (laughs) shuddered it's right underneath underneath the song title uh so yeah i should have known from the get-go that that they were k-pop and i just i was not paying any attention (laughs) when i was listening to this so (laughs) yeah but k-pop or not it's fan it's fantastic and the and, thing is they uh, yeah. they
0: wrongly label them too because of the fact that you know they, they technically are see i i don't know how to approach this really the talking about them specifically fj island because technically they are k-pop but they are a rock band but all, all in all technicality <laughs>
1: that that blew my mind when you said that earlier i, I was like because <laughs> to me, to me, this this just sounds like a a pop, you know, a three boy pop group to, to me is, what and they it weren't even like. three With boys.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, there is a little bit of a there's a rock flair to the music. I would like it's there. You hear it. You you definitely hear like the guitar and the the drums, and it definitely sounds. Like I said, it's got that rock essence to it, but I just I would never quantify this as a rock track. So I was blown away when you said that this was a a, this used to be a rock group. It blew my mind.
0: This used to—they're still technically a rock group. (laughs) True, that's true. That's true. But you know, going on to my things here, yeah, no, I expected to, to. I understood what I was getting with with FT Island. Because I was like, okay, you know, it's been a while since I've heard FT Island, like, sat down and listened to them. It's been, like, God, it's been since, like, literally high school since I've sat down and listened to them. Before the before the, the teens here at this point. So, I, I've known them for a long time. <laughs> but, you know, for FT Island, you know, the fact that they are still kind of kicking and you know door you can hear the rock influence like honestly i was like oh yeah yeah it's 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 ft island right i can hear the rock in it it wasn't until i heard scarlet which is the main b side track for this release where i was like oh now i know why they are still here and you know scarlet is the the release where you really hear that rock f- influence and their their background there yeah, Scarlet
1: definitely has a bit more of a rock feel to it. And when when you said, you know, some things did start making a bit more sense when you did say, like, they were a rock group because, you know, you definitely hear they lean a lot more in, like, the guitar and, you know, the traditional rock tropes. But uh, still, it's really cool because just... Typically, when you have like a rock band like this, like you have like one or two vocalists. Now, I haven't watched the music video, but it sounds like all three of them are singing. I and mean, they're all...
0: I, I, I mean, what is Scandal? <laughs> yeah, well, Scandal's got two singers. Uh, mm-hmm. like, like
1: they, but it, it's, to me, there, there's very few group. Well, okay, so Scandal all four of the members do sing, but it's never at the same time. There's not one song that I know of in their discography where all four of them are singing. Yeah. So, so that that's, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it there's very few rock groups that also harmonize like this. If that makes any sense with their mm. vocal work, uh,
0: I which don't I know think is that. cool.
1: <laughs> I don't know. About that. <laughs> hey, hey, I have limited knowledge. I could be deeply wrong. I, and I'm always willing. I'm willing to admit. If you know a rock group that sounds like this,
0: send them to. Not me. like this. I would love to check. them But out. N- nothing sounds like FT Island. But oh, there yeah. are <laughs> there are groups that they do harmonize well. Well, technically, a lot of your your so called rock groups I also equate to that. True. <laughs> but you know, overall, door sold. I mean, it sold modestly. It is. It has been four years since they came back, so. Overall, it sold eight thousand six hundred eighteen copies here, and going on up to number nine, it is up to me by Bish, and oh boy, this is the song that I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking about this particular release. I mean, this sounds more like a a horror horror style release. So I wish they had released it in October instead. Yeah, it,
1: it's so- this. I do think this release would have been a little better if it came out in a couple of weeks. But I, I will say I think up to me does in the momentum that Bish had that they were on uh where they just kept releasing great track after great track after great track. I I I know Bish uh, they they do some they occasionally right. do tracks in this style.
0: All right. So, all right. I, don't I wasn't know about too that. surprised like, when I heard sp- it. Specifically, um, I think the 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 last the last release before Up to Me, which is Saina oh, Saraba, was all right. <laughs> I,
1: well, I I know I really liked it, and I, th- I think Luna liked it. I think that I think when we talked about it on the show, you was one of the was the one you were not on,
0: if I remember correctly. It might have been because uh, it was the August release, so yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, cause yeah, I, I loved, I loved Sayonara, uh, Sarabha. Like I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and I, th- I think Luna liked it. I could be wrong, but I think she liked it. Uh, but yeah, I, I felt like up to me was definitely, like I said, I, I know Bish does tracks like this occasionally. Like, like I've, like I've heard all their albums and you know, they, they do this on occasion. So I'm not entirely surprised it's here, but I've never liked the style when they do it, which is kind of like the, where they really lean into the alternative of their idol, and so it's a little bit more metal and stuff. Like it's just not I, I, for me.
0: I don't. I don't even think it's metal, though. <laughs> it's a little bit more yeah. harder than what they usually do.
1: Okay, that's a great way to put it,
0: and because that, you know, I mean, if it. Techni- like if we want to get into like real technicalities here because there are there are other groups that is much more harder than this but like this yes. is a little bit much more harder compared to if you were to compare this inside and see you and i don't know about the yeah obviously it's like apples and oranges at this point of how much harder they went on this song comparatively for the composition yeah
1: yeah, no, I know. Yeah, but I will say real quick, I, I did really enjoy youth and uh, just being a fan of Bish and really enjoying youth. I wound up hitting the plus sign on this release, mm. but uh, I, I did find it a little disappointing. Uh, and, you know, it is what it is, but uh, this was the first time in a long time that I was, was a little disappointed in a Bish release.
0: What talking about? I mean, you had Youth. I mean, overall, the, 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 the single wasn't a total loss, I would say. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not a loss. Like I said, Youth is fantastic. I, lo- I loved Youth. And Youth uh, is a little bit much more in the... I mean, it's, it's a little bit harder than previously released tracks done by them, but it's not as hard as they did for Up To Me.
1: Yeah, well, also... Youth has a little bit more of a punk feel to it. Like there, there's this like punk energy to it, mm. and I, I I like it when Bish does a they kind of dip their toe in the punk rock. They they do that on occasion, and I, I love it every time they do it. So, uh, you know, it's uh, like like youth really, like I said, I I added it it to my library just on the power of youth by itself. Mm. Uh, I really wound up. Digging that track a lot.
0: Mm. Regardless, up to me sold a lovely nine thousand two hundred and twenty-five copies here, and going on up to number eight, it is. Congrats, by Uchida Yuma here, and w- this is another reintroduction to Uchida Yuma for us because he doesn't really make it to the digital sides all too often. But overall, what did you think about this lovely reintroduction to Yuma Uchida?
1: So, I uh, I felt like this was a mixed bag overall. Uh, I like I have fun with congrats. I I don't think it's a fantastic song, by any means. And I I don't know. I'm still getting my. I'm still trying to figure out my feelings toward it. But I I had fun when I listened to it. I did wind up adding it to my music library. I like Yuma Uchida as a vocalist. And I I did. I I wound up having more fun with it than not. I really loved Echo. And I think Echo is easily the best release on Congrats. Yeah. Uh, But Congrats, I will say, I was a little confused because there's the Congrats with Friends and there's Congrats by Himself. I mean, (laughs) it's, it's confused me.
0: I mean, if you. Just, just looked it up it said it, yeah, he yeah. had guests with, with him and you, you can just assume that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, and it's a bunch of di- it was a bunch of but yeah
0: other yeah. You know, male seiyus there so yes
1: uh, but yeah like I had fun with congrats I don't think it's for everyone uh, like just listening to it I just don't think it's for everybody and I, I get that I don't think this is going to be a song that really attracts a lot of people to Yuma Uchida
0: but, and like speaking said- speaking of which, you know, overall, what a reintroduction to me for him, because this was not good. And, and personally, congratulations, because obviously, he is a seiyuu, first and foremost. And I, I understand that artists with seiyuu styles and compositions is going to be dealt this hand. But overall, I just... Didn't think it was a great release. I do agree with you, Gray. Here that Echo is probably the best release of off of this, and that's the only reason why it's starred overall. If you look in Apple Music,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, the 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 star that that's the that indicates the the popular track on the the thing uh, right the release. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh yeah, because Echo is great. It, it's really good. It shows off his vocals, and it shows off why I like Yuma Uchida.
0: It shows Uh, off his vocal range, and and honestly does. And honestly, that's the only thing you got for Seiyus. I mean, look at you know, Mamoru Miyama, because his his stuff is you like him more for his vocal stuff. But I mean, overall. Congrats, sold wonderfully at 9,390 copies here. And going on up to number seven, it is Natsuno Kimini Tehehe no He by Chula. And ho oh, oh ho boy. Yes. You know, this is our first introduction to Chula. <laughs> yeah, because I had never heard of Chula before,
1: but they're a very interesting idol group. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I saw... All the different colors in the music video uh yeah no this this is definitely an in- like, interesting introduction to chula uh but i i will say i, I wound up liking it overall I, I had a lot of fun with this track i, I wasn't liking it at first i i think i th- i think uh uh natsu no kimi ni to, hey, hey, no, hey, is it, it starts off a little rocky because it there's a vocalist singing by herself who's not the strongest vocalist. And I was like, man, I, I really just don't like this vocalist at all. I, I It's not, I'm not really feeling it. But at, at, after she sings her verse, and it, it's pretty short, I, I guessed a minute, but if I'm being honest, it's probably closer to like 40 seconds,
0: maybe. Uh, you know, not, the, not even that man. It was only yeah. twenty seconds.
1: <laughs> okay, it's twenty seconds. I couldn't remember, uh, and I wasn't obviously watching the clock while I listened to it. But once when, when you get past like that first leg, the the guitar kicks in, the drums kick in, and I started having fun with the with the track overall. Uh, I felt like the other girls were better, and honestly, she got better when she had more music backing her. It's just. She, it's not, it's not acapella in the beginning, but it's very minimalist, and then it kind of booms and bangs into the song. And once it booms and bangs, I, I really wound up liking it overall. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually disappointed that it's not in Apple Music because I would have added it. This was my second favorite track of the week. Of course, but, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I liked it. I, I did. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, like I said, it, it starts off a little little rocky i'm not going to defend it but once it gets going i i did i had fun with it I, i'd be lying if i said less than that so i i, I did i wound up liking this uh chula is a very interesting group and i am very interested to uh, uh hopefully we get to see them again sometime soon because uh this was very interesting and i'd like to hear more about what they got
0: Please don't do a music corner on them. Either no, me no. or Luda are going to shoot ourselves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they, they'd have to be on Apple Music before I could do them. So.
0: Yeah. There's well, that. No, technically they don't. <laughs> that, well, I, I know they don't, but... You, you're thinking of them back <laughs> Well,
1: no I, no. I know Like we can cover people who's not on Apple Music, but I, I listen to everything off Apple Music, so...
0: Mm. I, oh well, also they they're not there yet they only have three singles they don't even have an album <laughs> oh wow yeah they're just getting started yeah uh, no technically not <laughs> they're uh they're an underground idol they've been in the industry ooh. since 2017 to be perfectly honest oh wow and so this is a fukudanshu situation <laughs> Where they've they've been in the industry for quite a while and had several extensive members. This initial this initial version of the group isn't even the version that started out. <laughs> going into oh, oh boy, going into Natsuno Kimi ni no He. This is uh, pretty much all I hate about current Idol. <laughs> Because, yeah, I, you know, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's just, it's the same way I feel about K-pop. It's just pop and fizzle. There's no substance. There's nothing there to really be like, oh yeah, this is a very memorable song. Hell, the only thing that is memorable is that intro, which you obviously did not like.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Like once the uh, once the <laughs> once you get through the intro, it it does become a bit more generic. But like I said, I liked it. I had fun with it. Uh, it is very much just a rocky poppy tune, and I, and I got a soft spot for that kind of stuff. I, I say so. okay, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say, Gray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but who, who overall, would have, who would have thunk? Yeah, who would have thunk? Like As soon as I heard this, I started rolling my eyes, and I'm like, I swear, Gray is going to be like on a 10-minute talk about how much he loved this movie. I didn't like it that much, <laughs> but yeah. But regardless, this week it sold a wonderful 10,209 copies here. And going on up to number six, it is Suki to You No Wow Rakudase by Nogizaka46 nothing much we can say about this release that we haven't said a couple weeks ago so there's that but this week it sold a lovely 10,635 copies going on up to number 5 it is Bitumen Summer Chance Chance Day Chance Way by Layla and you know this is a string of Layla releases I believe this is released in a company to the anime I believe episode 6 specifically for the sunrise or oh, love live superstars so overall i knew what this was going to be going in how did you like this release or didn't like this release cuz i know you've been kind of <laughs> hot hot, cold on layla every so often yeah. they
1: they had a brief period where i was really enjoying everything that they put out and then the past couple of releases, it's been hot and cold. I, it is a great way to put it. And I am very cold on this release. I was not enjoying Vitamin Summer slash Chance Day, Chance Way. It's, I I will say Chance Day, Chance Way I liked a bit more than I did Vitamin Summer. But I, I, I just was not digging this. It's a combination of the... Vocal work done in the song, I to me it just doesn't work, and I know Layla's can do better, and and I felt like this was just like, eh, you guys could have done a little bit better with this.
0: Uh, but also th- in the in the end of the day, though, I don't think they had a a choice in that because this is shoved into the anime overall. Oh well, yeah, I'm, like, my my This is this, the- is this is another thing too, though. Overall. Layla does not choose what songs they choose. It's it's whatever designer or whatever ends up the choosing for them. Yeah, yeah choosing yeah. for them. I mean that's the thing yeah. with this particular style of groups.
1: Well, yeah, no, and and I, I want to be clear. I'm not criticizing the vocal work done, not the vocal style done in the song, because what's in the song is the only thing that would have worked. Because it's a more techno beat. And, and mm-hmm. I get that. Like, there, like there's only so many ways you can sing against that backdrop and it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you're not going to have that more vocal intensive performance uh, by, from the song. So I wasn't expecting th- that kind of thing. But at the same time, like what's here, I just I, f- I feel like it's poorly executed. Just like it doesn't feel like they're hitting the notes right. It doesn't feel like it's really sung too well. I just felt like this was put together uh, more so than a release that they typically do. And and I get like, it's a production and I understand that, you know, there's producers that, you know, go behind and do this, but provide for me, vitamin summer, just, it doesn't come together the way it should. Uh, The vocal work just doesn't work for me. The, the compositions, I wasn't feeling it, but I know there's people that would enjoy it. So like, that's, that's all good. Uh, Like I said, Chance Day, Chance Away was an improvement. I did like that a bit more. Not enough to hit the plus sign on this release, but I felt like Chance Day, Chance Away was a lot more my speed and what I'm looking for, uh, personally. But I can understand why people would like Vitamin Summer. I just, to me, it wasn't my thing.
0: Yeah, you know, overall, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head here, Greg. It seems like something is somewhat missing With um, Bitumen Summer here, and you know they got they did the best of what they got here. The vocal style was alright. I mean, you got that little techno interlude. It's not as hard as some tracks would be. It's fairly light overall. But comparing it to other past release, honestly, Utopia Magic is probably more close their speed, which is the other B side song. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that track.
1: Uh, That was good. I did like that. I'm so sorry. I forgot there was. uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, overall, you know, Chance Day, Chance Way, that does sound a little bit closer, but I also think that's somewhat missing the mark here. And then overall, you know. Regardless how Layla is, I mean, they don't really choose what they usually sing. And like I've, I've mentioned earlier, this was tied to the animes. Both both songs, both releases, for Vitamin Summer and Chance Day, Chance Way, they were plugged into whatever episode six of the anime was. So obviously it's going to be part of what that, that series is. Um, I think Vitamin Summer was... P- episode six and chance day chance way was episode eight overall so but regardless there have been other releases that are a little bit much better and i i would love to hear luna's re- reaction to this because i know how much a bigger fan she is towards love life comparatively to the both of us so i wonder if context is needed for both songs to be honest
1: <laughs> that's true and i i I I agree with you. I would like to get uh, Luna's perspective on this because she definitely is a much bigger fan and uh, she can really go into it a lot better than I could.
0: Yeah, than both of us can to that point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But regardless, Bitumen Summer and Chance Day, Chance Way. So the lovely 18,304 copies here. Going on up to number four, it is Only One, Only You by Glay. Now, it's been a while since we actually sat down and listened to a gla release. Overall, I mean this isn't a a historic release for them, which I understand why this particular release was made, because this is their sixtieth single overall. So for them to kind of just like fart one out <laughs> in our opinion sounds sounds like a good reason what oh. what they did what they did here.
1: <laughs> I, I I think that's a great way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like like we talked about Glay a few times on the podcast and I I, I Glay is one of those groups. I know they're a big deal and they you know they've been around the industry for a long time. But for me personally, I've never really found a track. Maybe it's just I'm listening to them well past their heyday, and you know, prime glay was a just different beast altogether. Yeah. But yeah, and, uh, let, uh, let, only... let's
0: just, let, let's just say this much: Grant, I don't think there are new f- fans of Glay. There are just older f- older fans that still go to their concerts.
1: Yeah, the the guys that have just have been with the group for a long time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and kind of grew up with them. Yeah, no, I can I can totally see that because, like I said, uh, I, I I was not digging "Only One, Only You." It it's it's Okay, I guess I did like Galaxy a bit more, which is the first B-side track. Uh that one's a little bit more my speed, but uh even so, it wasn't good enough to really add to my library. I don't I don't think I'll go back and listen to Galaxy too much. It's yeah. just like it's okay. It it's not bad for what it is, but I for me only one only you it's forgettable. It it's kind of there. I I don't see me going back and listening to this. And I, I felt like this was just okay. Overall. It's, it's just, it's not quite coming together the way it should.
0: Yeah. And you know, I, I kind of wholeheartedly agree with that with, you know, I expected what I got from this release. Cause I knew from Glenn, like, you know, they, they are a group. They are a band that hasn't really changed their style over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, they they haven't changed too much over the past couple of years. Uh like I said, uh it seems like a lot of their past releases have kind of been in the same vein uh, and stuff. So uh you know, I'm I'm curious, you know, how much longer they're going to keep going. 60 releases is a milestone.
0: Uh Yeah, you know, that that is correct here, you know. Overall, I think it was just it was all Alright, I think, like, a lot... This is technically an EP, but it, it gathered all the digital releases of prior, which was, you know, Galaxy and, uh, Good World and all that stuff. But overall, you know, they haven't has really changed over the last couple years. And then, like, the biggest real release of them has been something earlier last year. And even they did a Korean version of one of their songs... But the thing is, it sounds, it's the same problem that I have with AKB, (laughs) or in any of the 48 uh, 48 systems for that matter, is you can pick a song from any era of Glay at this point and be released today and it just sounds whatever's. Like this song could have been released thirty years ago, and you wouldn't have been able to tell me what is different or what is new.
1: Yeah, it's. I, I'm about with you there. It's. It, I, I, I was telling you before the show that you know typically, I, I enjoy things that sound you know with like an eighties flair. Or, or something like that, but you know that's, or, you know, songs that sound 30, 40 years old. I, I tend to like that, but I like it when it's intentionally done.
0: Yeah, and this doesn't is,
1: feel intentional.
0: Yeah, you know, you say that, and I'm just like, it feels like it has the flare. That's the difference. This is the flare, specifically in that word. That's the main word there. The '80s flare, not a song from the '80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it, it's just. Yeah, because I was trying to reconcile why I didn't like this when sometimes, like, th- it's the reason why I like the song. And I, th- I think you're right. It's, you know, th- with it's done with the intention of sounding from that decade instead of just sounding like m- this is a song that could have been released 30 years ago, but for whatever reason, it stayed on the f- the cutting room floor. And then they were like, oh, well, we, you know, it's, we've got our 60th release coming up. We need to put out something for it. Oh, we got this song yeah. that we cut 30 years ago. Let's
0: drop that. This is <laughs> like, how it feels.
1: And it's just like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Overall, you know... It sold wonderfully at 21,215 copies here. And going on up to an old song, but just reintroduced for no apparent reason here. And that is <laughs> Date Kyo Made Koi Waziri. Or oh, I sorry. Koi Waziri by BMK. And oh boy! <laughs> So this, this is, if you don't know what BMK is, I've, I believe we've talked about them earlier in the year. They are the younger brother group to boys and men. So this is like their junior group, so to speak. And it is used for the ending theme song for a little series called Digimon Ghost. And I, I don't. A ghost game i believe i i was thinking i'm not too sure uh, i'm not on it's the either
1: ghost games or ghost stories it's one of those two Mm-mm. i but... think it's ghost games though i think you're right
0: yeah but overall what did you think of this because i know you really like boys and men so what did yes. their their little brother group cook up here uh
1: little brother has a lot to learn <laughs>
0: Well, I was going to say they cooked up a huge pile of turd, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. And
1: it's more bewildering that this is the ending theme for Digimon Ghost Games. Because my understanding is that's a really dark... I haven't watched it, but my understanding is it's pretty dark overall. And this song is the polar opposite of dark. So tonally, it doesn't even match the show it's attached to. So I mean, technically,
0: that. technically, Gaim is really dark, but they still sing and dance at the end of the credits. <laughs>
1: well, that's true too. It, I don't, I did not like this. I don't think it works at all. It's just a hyper mess all over the place, and I was not enjoying this release at all. I, I didn't. I couldn't even find myself. The energy to finish the song, I, I made it about halfway through, and I was like, "I don't know how much more of this I need to listen to to know I don't like it." So, which is I, really I funny
0: because it's only about a minute. Then,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I it I did not listen. Like I said, I, I listened to roughly half of it. Uh, I and I
0: just, I just it, noped it out of it. Doesn't sound like a song. It's the thing that you hate the most. In all of uh, in all songs, it sounds like they're just talking, in a song like form. It sounds like a musical without it being a musical.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way to put it because it just yeah it just doesn't. There's no musicalness to it. It just if it just feels like they're there. There's a melody, and I don't know that I'd like upbeat music but there there is a limit to it we've we've hit that limit a few times in the past and that one was well over the limit of upbeat i just i'm like this is too much for me this is way too hyper and so uh i i feel like it would be better if they like calm down a bit and and focus a bit more on the vocals but
0: You know, the thing is, this this is technically a reintroduction, because this was released probably when the series was first released, (laughs) because, you know, if if I I just did a glance early Google search here of the Digimon Ghost Game, and they're on their 44th episode at this point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know it's been going on for a long time, it should be nearing the end, because uh, Digimon seasons are usually fifty, around fifty episodes. So. About
0: a year's worth, right? So yeah, give give or give or take here. But you know, overall the the fact that it's just not really singing it really bums me out, and I think it bums me out the first time I've listened to this because it, it appeared to me because I was like thinking to myself, where in the where in the world did I've thought about bmk and i was like thinking really hard and i was like oh yeah because we came and did this release when it first got released back in march and oh boy we didn't like it then and we i we don't like it now so (laughs) and i don't think you were on the initial episode you were you were by then starting your other job so you were gone yeah it, it, by then, for for this, so we did not hear how you would have liked it. We honestly thought you might have kind of liked it, but I had a feeling that you wouldn't because it was singy. It was singing, talking <laughs> throughout the song.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, you you you've done a good job of it's rare i surprise you uh, like you usually you do a good job very, of knowing you, if i like it you're very it, predictable
0: so. you you and luna are very predictable of what i think is going to be liked and hated between the both of you <laughs> I, i'm just i'm trying to figure out if that's a good or bad thing i don't it's know a bit, <laughs> it's a little bit of both <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i have surprised you guys a handful of times with certain releases though so but oh yeah Regardless, you know, Date it, Kyo Made Koi Wazurai. It sold fairly well again, you know, at a wonderful 24,092 copies here. Going on up to number two, it is Trace Trace, by King and Prince. I'm actually surprised to see how well it kept within the trenches. Well within the trenches at number two here, so, more to them. This week it's what, a lovely 29,697 copies here. And going on up to number one, it is Tsukida Mushi by NMB48. And like the the bug it is, I did not like this beginning song. However, well we'll talk more about that in a second. Overall, how did you like this release here, Gray? Because it's it's been been a while since we kinda mentioned on NMB. Uh, February of this year to be in fact. So the last time you were here when, when we were doing the episodes weekly where all three of us were here you were still covering NMB. What did you think about this release overall?
1: Uh I don't know. It's uh it's, it's okay I guess uh <laughs> I, I don't know. It's really hard to talk about in some ways because it's forgettable. Uh, Su- uh, Sukida Mushi, it, It's very by the numbers, especially for a forty-eight
0: group. Oh, this is uh, degrading in my in my point of view. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I like some of the B tracks a bit more, but I, I don't know. I I, I felt like. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what NMB forty eight is doing anymore. It, it's just, man. Uh, honestly,
0: ever since they lost Yamamoto Sanka all those years ago, I don't know what they're doing with any of these groups. You know, you know. Eight, yeah. I honestly think they should just conglomerate everything into AKB, because these by the number just fart out idol songs that they are doing between all the forty eights. And 46's for that matter. I mean, Nogizaka was the only release uh, the Kimigo Raku Daze was the only one that I felt, felt like Nogizaka in a long time. And that was years ago. But overall, yeah. you know, they've been just kind of flying by the seat of their pants trying to see what sticks. And unfortunately... You know, Sukida Mushi isn't that. I honestly think that a lot of the B-side songs really, really do the work here. Like Time Bomb by the Undergirls, which is like their their research students. They're not even full members. Is probably one of the more better songs here. Every single one of the team songs is absolutely fantastic. So, but... Overall, you know, Mushi, this tells you how far from grace they fell. Hell, they didn't even get over to 200,000 copies. I mean, granted, 160,000 copies is still really, really good, but not to the numbers that the 48s and 46s were reaching at their height of their popularity.
1: Yeah, you know, two, two, three years ago, if they had pulled in this number, it would have been... It would have been bewildering to see because, I mean, they consistently
0: hit Granted, 500, you know, 500,000
1: copies, yeah.
0: Granted, I I think it had something to do with the album release this week, which took a lot of the win out of the sales of anything that was coming out. And you'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually, but, you know, this was just an alright album overall. Or alright all release overall. And it's just sad to see here. But... You know, with that, let's kind of go into the albums here. You know, you got Fukudanju at, at number 10. So they did make the Oricon, but horribly, but they made yes. it. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I, well, I mean, looking at number one and, and
1: kind of the numbers it pulled in, the fact that it, it hung in at 10th, I, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I think it's really we, good. You know, we
0: got that. We got Unleashed by Bandmade. We got a lot of things. You know, we got catalog that butt ticks, 35th anniversary, you know the best here. That you got the 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 Shu Ditsu Ebitsu Gakko. The, you know their tenth anniversary album as well. We got Ato just still just raking it in from Uta no Uta from the the One Piece film because that's just gonna do bang gangbusters. You got Sumika with their album four at number five. Yeah, like the only thing that is of note here is that really switched everything up here is blackpink and nct 127 which are the only two korean releases on here that is bonkers because of how just you know a week or two ago they were just filled with korean releases but one of the reasons why for this is because of number one which is snowman and their release of snow labu s2 which is honestly the best way they can go around with doing this because i like how they're doing their labelings for snowman because you think of what was their first album it was snowmania s1 now you can just rename all the albums s1 s2 now i'm pretty sure they'll continue this trend for snowman specifically where the next album is going to be s3 and you know they come with a yearly release here you can just call it season 1, season 2, season 3 of what snowman was producing. And it is a very smart marketing way of how to do stuff, and I really appreciate that they kept with their guns for that.
1: Yeah, and it's nice to see really, you know, you know, snowman really like pulling out these numbers,
0: man. That's it's it's impressive. Yeah. Cuz 890,000 copies, close to 900,000 copies in its first week. I can assume that it will reach a million by the end of the month.
1: Uh yeah, I mean it's most of the way there, so just a little bit more. Yeah, it it's uh it, it's really good. I I'm happy for Snowman. Uh, they they do great work and it's nice to see them getting uh the recognition really. Uh I I like these numbers and if I was not broke, I I would be getting my own Snow Lab OS2. <laughs>
0: Regardless, I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ongakuryu. You can find us on all social media platforms on Twitter and Instagram at ongakudu. You can follow the website where we talk about the Japanese music industry at ongakuryu.com. This past week, we saw, we had a wonderful, wonderful interview with Tokyo Girls Style. So I really hope that you guys got a chance to read it because it was probably one of the most enjoyable Interviews that I've done this past year overall like I think this will mark up to second best comparatively to our Ballistic boys with their with their up Interview I think this was probably second to that Because just a lot of the answers that I got from them was very interesting and very inciting over time so But you can check that out on our website at ungakuriyu.com It'll be right there when you go log in there. Can follow our affiliates: Koryu Hunter, who is a retro Twitch streamer, and you can check him out at Twitch.tv/slash Koryu Hunter. K Y O R Y U H U N T E R. You can also check out our affiliate TimberTaff, who is a probably coming back from Romania as we speak. I told him to be careful of nine-foot-tall vampiric women. And, you know, lycanthrope men, he did not appreciate that joke. Apparently, he went by a couple of villages and the castle that is Lady Demetres's castle, what it was modeled after, in Romania. So, I, I can't wait to talk to more him about that. So, I'm very interested to talk to Timber when he gets back on his trip, actually. But... You can check them out at twitch.tv slash timbertaft, T-I-M-B-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out Luna Sister Rose at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out Fangirl, who is a wonderful author of schmuck books. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-O-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast where me, Fangirl, Timber, and Lou talk about the gaming news and called pod source This past week, we talked about a lot of things with Tokyo Game Show, including the Nintendo Direct and the Sony. Lovely roundup there. But you can check it out by looking up Koryu Hunter, same as his Twitch channel on all podcast streaming services. You can also follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ina eyeball Roboco, Herobo, and joshi pro wrestling where can we find you gray
1: you can find me on twitter at ongaka gray where i tweet about what i'm watching what i'm playing all that fun jazz so if you're interested in what i'm up to just follow me there
0: and you can follow luna at lunamarie 87 on all social media sites but yeah i want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of you. i'm your host ken saying thank you very much and have a great day bye-bye
1: And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll be right back here next time. Bye bye.